0: Hello and welcome, I'm Bonnie and I'm Lily and this is Little Home Organized, a podcast dedicated to helping you declutter, get organized and reclaim time for the things you love.
1: So much of what we believe is really just a story and we get to rewrite that story really anytime we want. Seeing the same people all the time and no one noticed that, I was dressing with 33 items or less. In fact, I think for that entire year I wore the same dress to every community event.
2: Hello and welcome. Today we'll be joined by Courtney Carver to talk about creating a minimalist wardrobe. Now, Courtney Carver writes things. She wrote a book called Soulful Simplicity
0: and the Simplicity blog, bemorewithless.com. So she shares things that make her laugh and cry on Instagram. And you can check that out at Be More With Less. And she hosts a podcast called Soul and Wit with her daughter, Bailey. Now, Courtney Carver doesn't have an impressive degree, awards, or a big fancy home full of stuff. Instead, she selectively surrounds herself with her favorite things and people she loves. She does work she truly cares about, goes on adventures in the world or in her own backyard, and for some of us, maybe not so far at the
2: moment. No.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And she likes chai lattes with almond milk while reading or writing. So Courtney's books, she has written Project 333, The Minimalist Fashion Challenge That Proves Less, Is Really So Much More, and Soulful Simplicity. You can also join her membership, The Simplicity Space for Extra Love and Support as You Simplify Your Life. Courtney, welcome. Hi welcome, Courtney. Thanks for having me today. Oh, thank you so much for being here. Now, one of the things that Bonnie and I uh, noticed in how we describe your book title and the concept all behind 333, we noticed we both say it very differently. I think mm. I say
2: 333, you say 333. Well, actually, I used to say 333. Three. Because in Australia we do dates uh, the days and then the month after. but in America you switch it around and you do the month first, don't you?
1: Well, but it's it's not months and days, it's months and things. so it's 333 mm. three months, 33 mm-hmm. things, although it doesn't bother me however you talk about it. I just love that people <laughs> oh, are I talking about it as long yeah. as we're
0: talking about <laughs> it, that's right I think <laughs> we're reading far too deep into it hey, hey, um, <laughs> <laughs> So can you tell us how it all began and what led you to this movement and writing this book?
1: Sure. Well, Project 333 started in 2010 and it was really a personal experiment for me because I had been simplifying other areas of my life uh, to live with less stress and better health. And my closet was completely opposite. Simplicity. Simplicity. It was chaotic and kind of obnoxious. And the simpler the rest of my life got, the more obnoxious my closet became, or so it appeared. Mm. Uh, and so I had normally been changing things very slowly. I liked a real steady approach, but with my closet, I knew I needed some type of challenge or something to really show me why I wanted to do that. So I really was looking to learn some lessons. And I created this challenge and decided for three months I would dress with only 33 items or less, including clothing, jewelry, accessories, and shoes, and not including things like underwear, sleepwear, and workout clothes. Uh, As long as my workout clothes were working out, I didn't have to count them in the 33 items. And here we are now. It's a great caveat there. Yeah. <laughs> well, otherwise, I mean, I knew that I would just be collecting workout clothes. So I needed to put some yeah. boundaries around that. Uh, and now 10 years later, because it was so successful and so important in my life, I still dress with 33 items every three months. And so do many, many people all around the world.
2: That's amazing. Absolutely. Okay, so one question I have for you is, um, and this is what everybody asks me because I've actually been talking about you in my workshops that I do for the last five to seven years. Um, I've been saying you've got to check out this book if like your wardrobe is really stressing you out and you're finding it really difficult to get dressed. There's this chick who did this project, and you know she only had thirty three items, and everyone goes, "What?" 33 items? How do you do it with just 33? And it's like, well, you know, you don't include this and you do include that and, you know, just go and try it. So how did people respond when you first told them, I'm just going to dress with 33 items? Mm.
1: Well, some people were excited about it and wanted to try it for themselves and other people thought it sounded completely crazy. But when I wasn't talking about it, that's when I thought it was so interesting, because I thought that people would notice and perhaps say something. Mm -hmm. uh, But nobody did notice that I was dressing with fewer items, which gave me a lot of freedom in thinking about the fact that maybe people aren't thinking about me as much as I think they are. (laughs) And perhaps I can start making other life decisions without worrying so much about what anyone else is going to think about it.
0: Yeah. It's really such an interesting observation to come to because we do feel like
2: people Everybody's would looking at us.
0: Yeah. They would notice if I only had, you know, black, white and red tops in my uh, wardrobe. But what you've shown is that it actually is not the case.
1: It really isn't. And what's so interesting, I think, is that even for people who have giant wardrobes and like I had in the beginning before I started this, I was still wearing that that same collection of my favorite things, mm. uh, the, yeah. the colors that I felt suited me best, the clothes that were the most comfortable. You know, even though I would try other things, other other colors, other clothing items, I always went back to my favorites. But I still bought all mm. the other stuff and was really weighed down by that.
2: It's really interesting with our wardrobes, something that we tend to do is we'll buy something maybe on a whim And we'll think, oh, I've got to branch out and I've got to try something new and I'm going to have this, you know, color that I've never really liked, but, you know, I'm going to make it work. And you buy it and you bring it home and you put it on, you go, ah, no, I don't really like it. And you put it back in the cupboard. And then, you know, a few weeks or months later, you go, oh, I'm just going to try it again and see if it has changed or if the way I feel about it changes. And you try it again and it doesn't really change. Oh, but maybe it would work if I just, if I had that type of shoe. I've seen someone wear this outfit with that type of shoe. Or if I just lost a couple of, you know, kilos or pounds and, you know, it was a little bit lighter, then maybe it would fit a little bit better. And you just kind of keep having this insanity of doing the same thing over and over, but expecting a different result.
1: It's true. I mean, we we really work hard to make our bodies fit the clothes when all we need to do is mm. make the clothes fit our bodies. I mean, there's really, That's very good. there's not much to it if you think about it, uh, but once we give ourselves yeah. permission to wear the clothes that we really want to wear, I think we realize that we don't need as much as we think. Uh, and I think a lot of people have clothes you know, with tags still hanging on it in the closet because we make a purchase not because we needed something new, but because we were feeling down or we needed a lift or we yeah. were celebrating or whatever the emotion was that drove us to that sale we never wanted the item in the first place. We wanted that feeling of yeah. whatever the item we thought yes. the item would deliver. Yeah, yeah,
2: you're absolutely right. We are. We're looking for the promise of the feeling good and the feeling purposeful and all of that kind of stuff. And we think that the retail therapy is going to deliver it. But quite often we just end up with buyer's remorse. And so to get that dopamine hit again, we go buy for, again. We look for something else to make us feel good, which is more shopping. Usually, right? Exactly. <laughs> yeah <laughs> And the cycle continues, yeah,
0: so Courtney, you're saying that when you actually did the you did the time and you reduced your items down, you actually found it really quite simple and wasn't as challenging as you thought it it could have been. So is that something that other people who followed this program have also found?
1: Yes, I think what I know I discovered and what I hear from a lot of people is the challenge isn't that challenging, but thinking about the challenge is really challenging because, we overthink it and we start to worry that we won't have enough or try to be thinking about all the different combinations of items we can make. And we really complicate the process before we even try it. But it's not that you have to get rid of anything at all. You're just kind of getting your stuff out of sight for a while. So I suggest that you go into it just very openly and not that concerned because if things aren't working out, you can always bring something back in or change Mm. things up. Um, It's not a project in suffering. So while it is a challenge, (laughs) I I certainly don't want people to be suffering their way through it. So it's a great way to Mm. see what you really do want and need in your wardrobe um, versus a, a real sacrifice.
2: Mm. So you mentioned before you do 33 items for three months. So are you saying at the end of the three months when the season changes a little bit, cause you're in um, Utah and you said you get quite cold winters, which is, you know, what it is for you guys at the moment, summertime here in Brisbane. <laughs> do you find that you then have like four wardrobes
1: every year? So, I have four wardrobes each year, but they're not four wardrobes with 33 different items. Only a few will change. So I would say between 50 and 90% of the wardrobe that I have in a season will move forward to the next season. You might see a bigger difference between winter and summer, but this is a four season state where I am. And for people who aren't in that situation, they might change the rules a little bit. But I always recommend starting with the 33 for three months and then use that as a jumping off point to decide what really works best for your lifestyle. So Courtney,
0: if I was to go home today, open up my wardrobe and be like, all right, I'm doing this. I'm going to pick my 33 items. What advice do you have to those who are trying to pick those 33? Like what, how do I even begin to decide what is going to be in my challenge?
1: Yeah, I would probably think about the three outfits you wear the most Uh, right off the bat, and know that you're going to include the items that are within those three outfits. That could probably be the core of your wardrobe. Or really think about, you know, what you have coming up for the next three months in terms of weather, events, um, lifestyle, and what items you think you'll need that you'll wear the most. And it usually does boil down to three, two or three outfits that you wear quite a bit. And then you can have a few other things that really changes those things up, um, whether that be scarf or jewelry. So I like to work on the kind of the basics first before I add any accessories, like the things that I always wear. Um, And even I guess some accessories would be in that because I include a purse or a handbag in each 33 item collection, often the same one all year long. But those are the things I think about. And I'm not thinking about having three or four handbags or purses, even though that might have been my nature prior, because again, I want room for a couple of pairs of pants and a few shirts and a sweater and a, a jacket. And so it's kind of like making a budget in that it might not work the first time. So make your list on paper before you're actually creating it in your closet and see what that looks like and how it feels. And then if you need to make adjustments Mm. on paper, do that. And then you'll have your list.
0: Yeah. And like, you don't have to get it right the first time. You just got to get in there and give it a go, figure out what's going to work. No one's grading your progress, but you.
1: (laughs) Yeah. No.
2: (laughs) So true. It's just your own personal best that you're trying to beat, isn't it? It's a, bit, it's a bit like swimming, talking about swimming metaphors, PBs. Oh, you're, diff- yeah, you're still thinking about Kieran Perkins, I think. what's <laughs> <laughs> always thinking about Kieran Perkins. <laughs> okay, so that sounds a little bit similar, what you're talking about with that list, to a strategy we use with decluttering for our clients, and we call it the magic number. And so we'll say, okay, how many towels is reasonable for your family? Like how many do you actually need in the bathroom? And they'll say, oh, well, there's four of us and we like to wash... Um, and have one in the wash and one in use. So that's two towels per person. So that's eight towels. That's our magic number before we go to the linen cupboard and make decisions on the 25 towels that are there. Because when we get there and we touch stuff, it's like, oh, I love this one. Oh, look at the color of this. But when we have like that goalpost of I'm picking my favorite eight, it's a bit easier to kind of get there, I find.
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, Why not? So much of that, those other items that we have are just, uh, they're backup items. They're just in case items. They're our comfort. You know, I, I think in some ways we stock up on things to feel safe or secure in some way. But when we really think about it, none of that stuff is keeping us safe or secure. It's just adding to the things we have to think about and take care of. So to get to yeah. the things that you really actually use and need, even if that includes a cushion, like having a backup towel, so be it. But we certainly don't need four backup towels or whatever whatever the situation is. And it's different for everyone. I mean, everyone's going to have their thing. So someone might have more items in their kitchen because they cook more than someone else. Mm. It just depends.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think before we jump into some more questions, why don't we take a little bit of a break and let's um, have a clutter confession.
1: Clutter confessions. (laughs) I don't hold on to a lot of even sentimental items, but there is one sentimental Mm. item that I I keep and that is uh, Mother's Day cards from my daughter so every year yeah. she just writes me the sweetest notes. And I know I could take a picture, but I keep them um, together. And it's just one of those things that I just always keep and cherish. I, I, it's so important to me.
2: Yeah.
0: Oh, that's so lovely. Sounds like you and your daughter have a very sweet
2: relationship. It's really, yes. really beautiful. Yeah, we do. You um, must have a very good relationship to want to do a podcast together because as much as I love my mom, I don't know if we would survive (laughs) working together.
1: (laughs) We had a really good time Oh, that's lovely.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's wonderful. Well, thank you for sharing. And to the listeners out there, if you guys have a clutter confession, we'd love to hear it. Head to the Facebook page and send it on in. Back to our questions here with Courtney Carver and we're discussing all things about the minimalist wardrobe. So what do you think are the biggest barriers, Courtney, when someone is trying to embrace this challenge that they face and that they tell you about when they're trying to think about their 33 items or they're going through the process? What are some of the challenges that commonly pop up for people? Yeah,
1: there's a handful that come up over and over again. Um, I think one of the top ones is definitely that fear of what other people are going to think. There is a concern about weather fluctuation. So over a three-month period, will 33 items be enough? to keep me warm, to keep me cool because the 33 items isn't for the same exact weather every single day. It really does take into account that like for me, for instance, in the beginning of October, we might have temps in the, you know, eighties or nineties in Fahrenheit (laughs) and then Mm -hmm. dropping down to snow by the end of that season. So I did Take that into consideration. And I think for most people, 33 items is plenty. But of course, there's some unique situations where it gets really cold and you make adjustments for that. There's no magic to the number 33. Like if your number is 37, you're going to have just as much to gain, especially if you're coming from a a wardrobe of 100. So Mm. really, you have to figure out what, what the best number is for you and then stick with that. And then the idea of weight fluctuation comes up. Like, what if my weight fluctuates? Will I be able to have just 33 items? And again, I think in most cases, yes, we're talking about a three-month period of time here. So chances are, in most cases, not every case, but in most cases, if your weight fluctuates, it's not going to fluctuate so much that you're out of your clothes, and if it does, then make adjustments so that it works for you.
2: It's that whole thing of it not meant to be a suffering, but rather something, the boundaries Positive. that help you move towards something good.
0: Well, I think that's it. And I think the the numbers are there to help you, but they're also providing you the protection of a boundary. And boundaries, boundaries are so important. They are. <laughs> they're in they're important in every aspect of life, but especially in when we're decluttering and we're trying to keep things organized. Boundaries are important whether it be the, the box in the kitchen that you put your items in and they don't overflow out the top or it be the number of things that are hanging in your wardrobe. Mm. Um, if, not, if not having a cluttered house is important to you, a boundary is really important. So- What I'm understanding from what you're saying there, Courtney, is the number 33 really works specifically for you. But you're saying that if for someone else, their items are a few less or a few more, it doesn't matter. You can still embrace this concept in this challenge. Of course.
1: And as it turns out, this number works well for a lot of people. And it's a great, as I mentioned earlier, jumping off point. So you do it at Mm. that place for three months and then you know how you want to adjust, whether that be Um, the number of items, or if you want to create a capsule wardrobe for six months, depending on your weather circumstances, you might want to try that. Uh, So it just, it varies again from person to person. So
2: how did you come up with the number 33?
1: I always wish I had a better answer for this, like something magical (laughs) or mystical, but really what I did is look at my life then and what I had coming up with work and events and personal stuff and just figured out what that number looked like for me. And I believe the number that I had in mind was in the 40s, but I thought this is a challenge. I might as well try something, um, you know, try fewer items and see how it goes. And I knew it would be for three months. And so I thought 333 sounded really fun and mm. it, it works for me.
2: And what were you doing at the time, work wise, when you started your project
1: challenge? Yeah. So you're going to love this. So I was selling advertising for (laughs) magazines. How ironic. And for what kind of magazines? For luxury magazines. So, oh, yeah. And it was so interesting because I was working with, you know, people in an office all the time, visiting clients, seeing the same people all the time. And no one noticed that. I was dressing with 33 items or less. In fact, I think for that entire year, I wore the same dress to every community event or business event. And again, no comment. And it, it, believe me, it was the kind of industry where there would be a comment. <laughs> well, you, you've just brought up um, a point which
0: I wanted to ask you about. So are there exceptions to the rule? I mean, I know it is a challenge and there, there are rules, but there aren't rules if you're, so you worked in corporate and so, you know, you would have needed certain attire to fit your corporate work, but aside from like the gym gear and things like that, are there industries or the people's lines of work that you think kind of fall outside the bounds of the challenge, like where they have to wear lots of PPE, or PPE? Something. is that all excluded from the challenge as well? Uh,
1: or is that included? Well, I think if you're, let's say that you're uh, working at a, in a hospital and you have to wear a uniform every day, I recommend counting your uniform as one item. So if you have five uniforms, count them all as one item and and see how that works out for the, for the three months. But if you're working at idea. an mm-hmm. office and you have to wear clothes that you wouldn't necessarily wear outside of work, I just recommend dressing up your out-of-work clothes about 10% and dressing down your work clothes about 10%. That's what I did. And it was a great way to be able to use the things that I had in more than one setting. Um, And as it turns out, I didn't need two separate wardrobes, even though, Mm. again, before the challenge, most of the stuff I wore at work, I didn't wear out of work. But for the purposes of the challenge, I shifted things and it was just fine.
2: So when you say dressing up and dressing down, do you refer to more accessories like you'd wear heels for work and then maybe flats for, you know, a lunch with the girlfriends
1: or something like that? I mean, it could be that or it could be that, I mean, I, it's been a long time since I've worked in an office. So my wardrobe has changed pretty dramatically since then. Probably not that dramatically, actually. <laughs> but, uh, but some things have shifted. Um, I'm not wearing heels a lot at all. Uh, especially now where most of us are working from home, I'm not, I Slippers. mean, we're, yeah. <laughs> like, I could be doing project three <laughs> at the current time, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I just meant like, maybe there was a blazer I was wearing in the office that I wasn't wearing outside for whatever reason, but sure. I could wear it with a t-shirt instead of a button down and it would work fine. Um, and maybe sure. I didn't have to wear a suit in the office. I could wear, uh, a pair of dress pants and that blazer. Mm. That's all I meant by that. Yeah. Yeah. So looking at
0: your clothing and when you're going out and doing, you know, your shopping, if you are moving away from a really big wardrobe with lots of single purpose items and trying to go forward, getting, when you're buying something, think, oh, is this something that I could wear at work? And then wear casually
2: because Mm. that's multiple purposes. It's going to take up less space too.
1: And it's that whole
2: theory of making your clothes work for you. Mm.
1: Yeah, and not believing everything you think about what you want or need, because so often we tell ourselves these stories about what what we think people expect us to show up as, or the, just what we've told ourselves we need to wear or need to own. And I think if we're constantly questioning that, whether it be in the closet or anywhere else in our life, we can really find a lot of flexibility, uh, because so much of what we believe is really just a story and we get to rewrite that story really anytime we want
0: oh Mm. gosh that's a beautiful way to finish I think (laughs) that is I just
2: have one more question for you and this is what every listener is going to be yelling out at me Mm. do you still have 33 items in your closet
1: meaning do I still dress with 33 items every three months yes Yeah, I mean, 10 years later, it's 33 or less, I would say in the summer, probably not. But because in the winter, I count like my hat and gloves and a scarf, and my really like sleeping bag warm uh, jacket, I've got 33 items or less every three months.
2: That's incredible. That's cool. So it really can work. It's not just a challenge that we have to undertake for three months. We can actually you can transition make this a lifestyle. and it's, yeah, a new lifestyle. That's exciting. And I, can, I actually counted my clothes um, in readiness for this episode. But I didn't remember the three month thing. So I included, like we're in summer, but I included some wintery stuff in my count. And I got to, I think it was about 52. So I am, I am you know, on the way. But now that you've said the, the season seasons. thing, I'm going to go back and see if I can get to that 33 items. And I think- Lily's probably got a few more clothes than I do. do. (laughs) So I wonder if you're ready to pick Mm. up the challenge and downsize your wardrobe. I
0: definitely like the idea of having multi purpose
2: clothing. So,
0: and any excuse to go, you know, to wipe out my wardrobe and go shopping. So, So for those who are listening who want to jump on Project 33, where can they find you? What can they do?
1: They can go to my website, bemorewithless.com and there is a little button that says Project 333. They can click on that and find everything they need. Uh, there's also a Project 333 Instagram account. It's instagram.com Project 333. And there they can see examples of other people's wardrobes, which I think is so helpful because it just looks different for everyone. And it's cool to see that While, yes, my wardrobe is pretty monochromatic, other people have really colorful wardrobes. So whatever your Mm. particular style is, it can work for you too.
2: That's great because I have to admit, I'm a very colorful person. I don't look like it today, but I do have teal colored earrings yeah, yeah, I do have. I know spark. we are. We're oh, matching. we are. We totally planned that, <laughs> totally right? <good>. Um, <laughs> and I and I think the idea of a capsule wardrobe is so appealing to me. But at the same time, I wear a lot of my personality on the outside in my clothing these days, and I want to still be able to do that. So that's great to know that there's that inspiration from others there to kind of help guide us along pushing ourselves further to still maintain that personality, even with the the challenge of just 33 items. So yeah, if you're listening and you've been intrigued about what we're talking about today,
0: go to Instagram, check it out, go to Courtney's website and we'll throw it all in the show notes as well to make sure that you can get access to that. And maybe you embrace this year in 2021, the minimalist wardrobe. Courtney, thank you so much for chatting with us today. Thank
1: you. I appreciate it. (laughs)
2: Bonnie Carver has generously donated a copy of her newest book. It came out in March 2020, Project 333. So if you're looking to create a capsule wardrobe and you're not really sure of the steps of how to do that, this book will give you all the tools that you need to be able to get dressed in less than five minutes. Now to do that, you will need to
0: head to either Apple Podcasts and leave a rating and review and mention this episode, or alternatively, head to our Facebook page, Little Home Organized, and leave a rating and review there. And that is your entry into the draw.
2: The winner will be announced on Facebook on the 1st of February. So make sure you do your rating and review and send us a screenshot once you've done that either on Apple Podcasts or on our Facebook page, Little Home Organised.
0: Fantastic. We hope you've enjoyed today's episode. It's been absolutely jam-packed and we're very excited. We really know how busy life can be, especially at this time of year. So thank you for lending us your ears.
2: And remember, progress, not perfection. See you later. Bye.